Welcome, everybody, to Debugging the Darkness, a podcast outreach of Christian Tech Center Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to helping any and all with computers and technology. I'm sidekick slash co-host Doug Bynett, and I'm here, as always, with the Director, executive, executive director. Ah, you got a title over there, Andre. And founder. And founder. And continuer, if uh, if I might chime in. Andre Class, everybody. Yep. Oh, you, can, you got another standing O this week, Andre. What do you uh, think? Oh, it's always definitely appreciate, but remember, it's not about me. It's all about Jesus. Now you're talking. And, of course, well, we've been doing a lot of exciting things over these past few weeks. Uh, well, helping, tell us about it, Andre. Uh, so we've been helping uh, several other nonprofit organizations and ministries with computers from Teen Challenge to Recovery House and uh, even uh, a uh, missionary from Haiti. Wow. So now we even have, uh, in addition to computers that we have here locally, uh, we have computers that are currently assisting people in four other countries. The sun will never set on the ministry of Christian Tech Center Ministries. I forget what that saying is from. I think it was, uh, the sun will never set on the British Empire. Well, obviously, that isn't true anymore. But I'll tell you what is true, everybody. The sun will never set on the ministry of Christian Tech Center Ministries located in historic Longwood, Florida. That's right. Also known as Strongwood. Strongwood in the hizzle. <laughs> yep. And uh, speaking of Strongwood, we also provide some equipment recently as well for the grand opening of the Hero Strong Museum, also here in Strongwood. We also were able to provide computer equipment to help uh, uh, some other organizations as well. I mean, it's it's pretty overwhelming, like how much of an impact that we've been able to make. And uh, also, the back-to-school is fast coming up uh, with uh, the next school year starting. Uh, so we're going to be involved with three different back-to-school distributions. What, uh, tell us a little bit about that, Andre. Are you going to the schools per se, or is it uh, an outside organization that's lumping all these things together? Uh, so we're doing it in conjunction with some other organizations uh, locally. So, of course, uh, the first one that we're going to be a part of is going to be the Longwood Back to School Bash, which is going to be backpacks, burgers, and barbers. I'm not sure if I got the order right, but uh, you get the idea. Um, So they're going to have that in the Longwood Community Building on Sunday, July 30th, and that's going to be from 8 to 2. And they're going to be giving out schools, haircuts, other supplies for families in need. And uh, so we're going to have some laptops in there as well. Um, And then on Saturday, August 5th, we're actually going to be part of two back-to-school events, one of them in conjunction with Lake Mary Church, just like we did last year in Historic Goldsboro at the Westside Community Center. And so that one is going to be from 10 to 2, I believe. Uh, And uh, that event, uh, there's also going to be a school supply drive through uh, there's going to be haircuts. Uh, I remember last year they had a pediatric dentist, and then uh, we're going to have computers there that are going to be given out for families with elementary and middle school students who uh, um, these these families are underprivileged in a varying situation of need. And as you remember from our previous broadcast, children without access to a reliable working computer simply can't do their schoolwork. 
Right, they right. have to have a computer. Yeah, this day and age, it's almost impossible to connect with pretty much anything without that link to uh, to the greater world around us at this point. Absolutely. And the other one we're going to have a presence at at the same time will be in Eatonville um, in conjunction with the nonprofit Family Promise at uh, Macedonia Missionary Baptist Church. Um, so that's uh, going to be pretty exciting. So we're going to make sure to equip a lot of families um, over these next coming weeks. Uh, and uh, last time we mentioned that our goal was to surpass 400 computers by the end of the summer. Well, we've already given out over 400 computers. I just did the running tally um, just recently um, when we did our mid-year report. Uh, so as of June 30th, we've already given away over 409 computers. And since then, we've already given out many more than that. And I think, uh, Andre, the last time we talked about that, the, the financial impact on the community is estimated to be over $200,000. So this is, if if anybody, that's you listeners out there, if you want to give to a nonprofit Christian organization that, that lifts Jesus up as it goes, um, I can't think of a better way to spend your money. So uh, we'll, of course, have links to all the upcoming events in the show notes. Uh, there, of course, is a link that you can click to donate. And tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody, tell your wife, tell your kids, tell everybody about Christian Tech Center Ministries and how you can help. And to that end, Andre, as we talked a little bit about before getting started, there is a great need for laptops. So um, if you know anybody or, or a business that's revamping their, their equipment, Andre can take old laptops. Um, there's there's a certain age that if, if you're not sure, let him figure it out. So if, if it is something that he can use, there is a tremendous need for laptops. Obviously, they are so much more uh, mobile than your, your typical desktop. So Absolutely, because right now we have a wait list for laptop computers because we rely entirely on donations from the public, donations from different organizations and businesses, not just for the financial support, but also for the equipment that we recondition to give back out into the community. So um, right now we have uh, presently a wait list, and of course, as we've been getting more laptops, I've been hurriedly trying to get these computers reconditioned into good working order, and uh, sometimes we have obstacles with that too. Not every unit ends up working out well. Like, I had three laptops that I wanted to have ready today, and then we got our package for the parts we ordered, and only two of the three parts were in the box. So we were shorted parts to get that laptop going, for example. Many times we get laptops that are in good condition, just ready to go. We just have to wipe them, get them running. Other times we have to actually fix them up. Like and and by wiping, you mean battery. just getting all the old data off? Yes, that's right. We have a process where we securely wipe every device as it comes in so that way there's no trace of any previous information. We want these computers, when we distribute them out, to be in fully functional, like new, ready-to-work condition. So that way, for the client, it's as if they had just got it out of the box, that that's the type of experience and that's the type of pedigree that we have in our quality control process. Well, let me ask you this, Andre, before we get to our passage of the podcast that's what we're calling it now which 
I think is right brilliant since I came up with it. Um, what is involved in reconditioning a computer? So somebody drops a computer off uh, at your shop, and so what do you do typically? So the first thing we do, of course, is that we do comprehensive hardware testing on it. We make sure that the hard drive tests good. Uh, we make sure the keyboard's good, that there's no signs of damage like smoke or water or insects or anything like that. That could potentially lead to any sort of long-term issues. If there are any issues that we discover, such as like there's a problem with the hard drive or we need to replace the keyboard, we need to replace the battery, we get whatever part might be needed. If the computer's in a condition where it's not going to be cost-effective to repair, we're able to often cannibalize the parts to be able to use to fix other computers. And the same goes with our desktop computers as well. Uh, then the next step is that we uh, securely wipe the drive that's in it. If the drive is bad, we take the drive out and it gets sent to a secure recycling center. If uh, the drive is good, then we wipe it. And then subsequently, we load Windows Fresh onto it, uh, whether it's Windows 10 or Windows 11, whatever the latest current operating system that the device will support. Or the Apple iOS for, for the Apple people. That's right. And then uh, we uh, do all the updates. Or uh, Linux drivers. for the Linux people. <laughs> well, we do. We get rare requests for Linux, but uh, wow. indeed we do try to accommodate if there's somebody that specifically requests that. All right, um, Linux people, super crazy or super intelligent? What, what, what's your experience with those guys? It, well, there's hundreds if not thousands of variants of Linux. So, I mean, there's, listen, the face of need crosses all sorts of categories. I've seen people that uh, have been uh, in so many different types of situations and so many different mindsets, so mm -hmm. many different emotions, and people in situations of need can have different mindsets than people that are really well off. It's just, uh, so it's not really fair to categorize or judge people in a certain category based on a certain response. I mean, of course, people that like Linux tend, from my experience, to be more into the nuts and bolts of technology. So what you're saying, Andre, anybody on any computer can be either a crazy person or a genius. So uh, we'll, we'll sum it up with that. So, or a reasonable-minded person. I mean, I've been oh, working oh, computers. Oh, somewhere in between. I mean, oh, I've been working gosh. computers for 15 years, and I'd like to think I'm very well-minded. Mm, all right. I think the jury's still out, but we'll let the uh, listeners. <laughs> now, if, if, if you don't like what I just said, direct your hate mail to I can't believe he just said that at gmail.com. I don't think we own that email. Uh, we're, we're looking to buy it, though. All right, so. As we uh, like to do every podcast, we have the passage of the podcast. And this podcast verse, if we want to call it that, is from Proverbs 16.3. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Andre, thoughts? Well, really, I think everything that we do really is all committed to the Lord. I mean, this is what this whole mission was designed to be, is that not only are we addressing a need that nobody else addresses in the community, but this came from a calling that God put this on my heart to be able to do something in a manner which glorifies him through our talent, through what he wanted me to do in this field, and being able to make these impacts to serve any and all, glorifying his name go out, and being able to plant seeds of faith. I mean... This whole mission has been really well blessed, and uh, we've been seeing 
over and over that a lot of times we don't know where our finance or where the support we get is going to come from. We don't know where the uh, where the equipment might necessarily come from. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, out of the blue. I mean, God provides. That's yeah, what He does amen. because this mission. He God knows this mission is all about Him, and this is how we've been able to address all these needs. And so, for example, just last week Thursday, and I'm at my office, and then. I'm literally talking with somebody in my office about our laptop shortage. And then at that same time, I'm talking to Team Challenge. And Team Challenge guys tell me that they're going to have some laptops for me. And then I get an email from Advent Health that they have two laptops for me. And then right after that, I get a phone call from a gentleman who is in the process of moving out of Longwood. And he has a box of laptops for me. Perfect. And then after that, I get an email from a company from Tampa that they have a whole big lot of 40 towers and 20 laptops. Oh, so they're imported. No, they have a lot in their office that they're surplusing out and they want us to come and get them. So I guess we got a trip to Tampa in the near future. Is that what you're telling me, Andre? Yes, and add to the needs of we would really, really, really like to have a transport van preferably like a small Ford Transit or something to be able to be to have that autonomy to be able to do these pickups and be able to also uh, reach a greater number of people in farther distances because my car as big as it is it's a gorgeous Lincoln Town car but he can't hide money well that well it's an 06 of course (laughs) I mean it has nearly 250,000 miles on it now you're talking but um, they don't build thing, them like that anymore. I know, best car ever made. But the thing is, there is no way I'd be able to fit all that equipment, even in a full-sized sedan. So what we need, people, while you're donating your computers, your the money that's burning a hole in your pocket, um, <laughs> we're going to pray as well about the Lord providing a vehicle. And I can testify with Andre everything else that he has needed and then some, as as we, I think, discussed in one of our passages of the podcast, that the Lord provides exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask for or expect. So we're expecting, uh, what did you call that thing, a Ford Transit? We're going to wind up with a giant Mercedes. Like a mattress? Well, I don't want too big. I, I want it to be something I can comfortably handle that won't have overbearing insurance costs. You get the big, big ones, and they have to be insured as really expensive commercial. And I can, Nah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, so like a small one, like a Ford Transit or Mercedes Metris or an NV200 Nissan. You hear that? He's small. got model numbers, people, so uh, get your checkbooks out. Don't just sit there. <laughs> well, I'm, well, as the verse says, he will establish the plan. And Amen. I believe by faith, just as he's establishing these opportunities where we've been able to get equipment, a continuous supply of equipment, to be able to address all the needs that are coming to us in the community, I believe as we get to that time, that not only will we be able to have a financial situation where we don't have to worry about, uh, about the money that we need to operate, but that he will provide that van. I mean... Just take our gal, for example. The space was donated. The food was donated. The talent was donated. And we had people buying Prizes tickets. Prizes were donated. Tickets. Yes, exactly. And 
when we opened the office, like we had facilities donated, like shelving equipment, like electrical work, like 90% of everything you see from the coffee bar to the free Bible bookshelf. And even then, just on Sunday, you know, we've just been talking about, man, the coffee bar needs more Keurig K-Cups. And then sure enough, uh, there's a Facebook post from one of our brothers at church that uh, they're giving away all this food and stuff because their daughter's moving to college. And what's in that big batch? There's Keurig K-Cups, which are now in the office, as well as other food items, which I was then able to provide for somebody who needed food for their home. Oh, man, that is excellent to hear. So That's God's divine provision. Yeah, and then again, as it says in Matthew 6.33, when we seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness first, he will add all other things to us. So the... The secret, if you will, it's not so much of a secret, but maybe a principle. Um, if, if you're doing anything for the Lord, seek him first. Let him hash out the details. So we have threatened in previous podcast, Andre, to do an Ask Chat GPT section. We're only going to do this once. So kids listening to Episode 7 of Debugging the Darkness, this is your day. So... We've talked about Bill Gates a little bit, so I figured I'd ask ChatGPT, is Bill Gates the Antichrist? So I figured if anybody knew, ChatGPT would know. So here's the answer, and it came out pretty quick. It's impressive. I'm sorry, but I cannot provide an answer to the question, is Bill Gates the Antichrist, as it is based on a conspiracy theory and lacks any factual basis. In other words, yes. So if you've got anything, if if you love Bill Gates, send your hate mail to what in the world did Andre just say at gmail.com. Yeah, well, um, the thing is, is that in our society, and this this is something Pastor Shelley talked about, about the difference between facts and truth. Facts change all the time, even though they might be accurate for a particular moment. So fact, I'm sitting, literally five seconds later, I can stand up and then that will be, that fact will no longer be current. But truth is something that never changes. So the truth is Bill Gates, the Antichrist? Is that what you're saying? Well, what I'm saying is regardless of... You're not not saying it. Well, I'm saying is regardless of what is or is not a fact, one thing that we can rely on to be truth is the word, the written word of God, which has remained unchanged for these past... Over two thousand years, millennia since, since couple the coming of, of Christ. Is that the uh, yeah plural of millennium? Is millennia? Yeah, I mean, I think. Look that's, into that. I people. mean, that's why they named it the Millennium Mall over there, right? Oh man, that is exactly right. Okay, so um, continuing with this one, it is important to note that conspiracy theories are often spread through misinformation and lack of evidence. As an AI search engine, my programming is based on factual. And authoritative sources, the internet, that's, okay, I'll save that rant. And there is no credible evidence to support the claim that Bill Gates is the Antichrist. Well, the thing is, is that, of course, uh, and not specifically on this argument, but something that we see time and time again, especially is with these programs, is that these programs are given information that are catered to an individual bias of their human writer. So even though they call it artificial intelligence, it's just that. It's artificial, designed to spout out whatever is given to it 
as a program language and that's why there's different uh, different answers to different questions depending on which scripted chat if you will you are engaging with all right here's andre you personally you personally my friend are gonna love this this is also a thing i asked chat gpt and it fits nicely in with uh, the tech discussion end of the podcast uh, this evening what is the worst computer operating system? So, Andre, I'm going to ask you, and then we'll see what ChatGPT has to say about it. Um, what is the worst? It lists four here. So, hmm. in your experience, name some bad ones. Well, I know growing up, a lot of people didn't like Windows uh, Windows ME. It was the one that came out right Number after. two on the list, released in 2000, Windows ME was plagued by instability, frequent crashes, and poor system performance. It lacked the robustness and reliability of its predecessors, Windows 98. So uh, what's some other ones? Well um, well played there, Andre. Right. Well, I know based on the pattern, it used to be that, that it was always every other operating system. So like for after ME, XP came out and everybody just loved, loved XP. Loved it. What a system. Once it matured. And in fact, it was the longest running support operating system that Microsoft ever had. Wow. But then after that, for a time, there came Windows Vista. Top of the it, list, Andre. Oh, really? Oh, man. Windows Vista's on the top of the list? Yeah, let me tell you what it says about Windows Vista. Faced numerous compatibility issues, resource-intensive requirements, and overall performance problems leading to widespread dissatisfaction among users. Um, you know, when I think of Vista, I still think of, that's when they originally tried to release uh, speech recognition in Windows. That's when the technology was in its infancy. And he, the presenter demonstrated um, with Microsoft Word, he said, Dear Mom, come. And then it post popped up on the screen, Dear Aunt. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then he tries to go uh, say other things, and then it just pops up. Let's set, double the killer, delete, select all. Now, <laughs> this is one from my personal experience. I'll just run through these last two real yeah, quick. Because and we'll, I would uh, think Windows 8 would probably be at the top of the list for recent memory. Number because, three. Number well, three on oh, the old list. I really thought it would be closer to the top because My Windows, experience, it should have been at the top, and there should have been no other contenders within a Well, the problem with Windows radius. 8 was that Windows 8, was when Microsoft got, tried to get rid of the start menu, which is where everybody tries to go to find their problems. It's like they I basically tried to change it. that native behavior or the expected behavior. And so Windows 10 literally came out about two years after Windows 8, which is unusually fast for a new release of that manner. Um, whereas, for example, between Windows 10 and Windows 11, how many years, like, that there was between those versions three or four hundred i think the last time i checked well not that many years i mean oh please we live to see them all right so <laughs> this is and 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 chat gpt will concur with some of your criticisms uh it says although windows 8 introduced the touch centric interface it received criticism for its radical departure from the traditional windows desktop experience which is exactly what my friend andre Executive Director at Christian Tech Center Ministries and co-host and side uh, fellow sidekick here on the podcast, that's exactly what he said. It yeah, also says many users found it confusing and difficult to navigate, which is also exactly yeah, what he said. But can you scroll back up to the part that it said about 
conspiracies and misinformation <laughs> this that because here's the thing <laughs> something that we've seen a lot of oh especially covid really highlighted a lot of this is that uh the artificial controlled narrative and that it turns out that the government had been colluding with social media websites for example for the control of this person of information that they considered accurate and in fact youtube will even ban users who share information that may be accurate but departs from the government's official narrative and that's something that we've been seeing a lot of and uh and, and now it's no longer a hidden secret that this is actually factual, that this is something that these companies have been willing to do. So take, for example, there was a time, for example, where people had uh, talked about that COVID came from China. And that, uh, China. And that uh, the social media websites had actually tried to suppress posts and actually given people strikes on the basis that that was informa- misinformation. But then afterwards... When the government changed their position to say, oh, it may have actually come from a Chinese lab, there's a possibility that that happened. Then all of a sudden, those posts were allowed freely. I tell you what, let's do, Andre, because there is a lot of intersection, if we want to say it nicely, between different entities. And so uh, what we can do is dedicate um, maybe an entire podcast to talking about the problems that 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 would involve so well of course uh, keep that in mind listeners yeah of course the sad thing is is that if we do an entire show dedicated to how there's collusion in the control of the flow of information artificially controlled narratives shut us down andre they'll find us they'll stomp us out yes or they'll assassinate us or that could be a possibility but here's the thing don't threaten me with heaven god's has a protection is upon us that's right all right, so um, let's do this. We've got a little bit of tech news, and, and just as a uh, cliffhanger, like the uh, cool kids say, um, next podcast we're going to look into comparing different web browsers, email platforms, programs, apps, and we'll talk a little bit of antivirus protection. So you don't want to miss Episode 8 in a couple of weeks. Uh, but let's end this week's show on some tech news. And I pulled these right off of CNET probably an hour or so ago. I don't know how accurate CNET is. So if you think I'm crazy, right, CNET is on top of things at Andre.com. Send all your hate mail to uh, Andre, by the way. So we also have a, an announcement about the Pray for Our Leaders coming up in October. So let's plow through some quick tech news. Mm-hmm. Andre, chime in if you have any thoughts about any of this uh, sure. goings-on. Mm-hmm. The pros and cons of Google Chrome's enhanced safe browsing mode. That's a headline. Anything jump out at you? Well, what uh, web browsers, all these different browsers all have different controls, syncing, mm-hmm. data usage, and really the way that the web has evolved into, it's pretty much everybody is feeding on data mining from each other's site for targeted advertising and effectiveness of, uh, of marketing, if you will. And what uh, one thing that we always say is, if something's free, then you're not the you're not the customer. You're the product. That's exactly right. Okay, to and that so, end, um, there's different uh, different pros and cons with all these different things. Whereas 
convenience, you're trading off privacy. Can uh, can we put it this way? Can we, mm-hmm. unless there's, ah, I better save that. I'll, I'll shelve that discussion for another time. Uh, headlight number two, Google is about to delete your album archive photos. Here's how to save them. And again, the reason I love when I pick out head, headlines for Andre to talk about because I don't have the slightest idea what's going on in any of these. So uh, basically, if, if you got pictures on Google, no, it's basically for like legacy accounts. Oh, and legacy get services. rid of those people. Um, what they've been doing is that uh, so for people that have used certain services that aren't supported anymore, like Apple had a photo stream service also, for example. And the, as we see, a lot of times people tend to come to rely on many of these products from these big companies and then there's some sort of shift like for example um, when years ago there was a function that we really like with Google was called Google Cloud Print and with Cloud Print you could literally through your Google account print to a printer from anywhere so you could do it from your home network or if you were logged into your Google account on your Chrome browser you could use Google Cloud Print to print the document from where you were and it would just go to your home printer that was set through cloud print. But then, what do you think happened? They killed it off. And so many times we've seen so much in flux with all these major companies. They Like Google had a photo editor gallery program called Picasa. They killed that off. And that's the thing. They, they release all these different products for people to use. And then they stop supporting it or they take them back. And even with paid products like companies where they've had mergers and then they stop supporting that product and then it just leaves users hanging. Unfortunately, that uh, you have to consider the convenience, but um, in the end, you always have to, especially if you're using these applications in a business environment, always make sure to have a backup plan or an alternate in case right. that goes down or they stop supporting it. And uh, so it's not just with Google, it's with Apple and all sorts of these big companies that they literally can and will change their features, change their inquiries, and change what they offer on a whim, and that can have a major effect on you. Yeah, and again, to remind everybody, and in fact, I had a conversation with somebody after the, uh, the podcast where we stressed the importance of backing everything up, there's always the horror story. So uh, we will end on that from Tech News. We we do want to give a little bit of a preview for Pray for Our Leaders. What is that? IV. That's a Roman numeral four. Well, VI, Roman numeral six. six. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Andre, give us a uh, quick ra- uh, synopsis of that. And, of course, everything, all the dates and everything will be in the show notes. Absolutely. So Pray for Our Leaders is a movement that was started by one of our other board members, Antonio Reyes. And uh, what Pray for Our Leaders is about is coming together to pray over our elected officials, candidates, veterans, first responders, teachers, heroes. And it's an event that's always open to the public. And each year it always gets bigger and better. So this is the second year that we've brought Pray for Our Leaders as a function under the Christian Tech Center umbrella, where, of course, yours truly will have the privilege of being the master of ceremonies. And this year we'll have uh, music from Joe Nestor. And uh, for our keynote speakers, we'll have Brendan Johnson, our campus and inner city missionary from Lake Mary Church, and Matt Morgan, the blueprint 
former pro wrestler and current commissioner of the city of Longwood. Strongwood. That's right. So uh, this event will be on Sunday, October 8th at 6 p.m. at True Life Church, 5400 Markham Woods Road, Lake Mary. And, of course, it's an absolutely free event for anyone to attend who'd like to take part. There will be worship, there will be speeches, and, of course, we'll be praying and covering our past, present, and future leaders in the prayer in God's love and protection. So it's a totally free event. And uh, in the show notes, we will have a link. We have just opened up the registration for uh, attendees. And uh, so you'll be able to go on there, uh, put, register with your information. And then you can also choose, are you an elected official, are you a law enforcement officer, or what are you? So that way we can make sure to uh, appropriately recognize you and uh, honor you. And, uh, of course, we appreciate uh, your prospective support. Uh, we're going to have over 200 seats available. And we are collecting donations of food, clothing, Bibles, and technology to help support local nonprofit organizations. Thanks again, Andre, for giving us an update on what is one of the more important events, certainly on the Christian Tech Center Ministries calendar. So we appreciate that. So uh, again, uh, just as a reminder, all of the dates that we have set forth, that's all going to be in the show notes. So we want to have you to check that out. Uh, last time I talked to Andre, there will be no pony rides, uh, face painting, or bounce houses at the Pray for Our Leaders event. So uh, well, We are possibly working on putting together a block party, so please oh, stay tuned. Okay, well, maybe there will be some pony rides and some bounce houses but and face not painting. At, not at Pray for Our Leaders. All right, well, we'll have two different <laughs> events. Right. All right, well, I don't know of a better note to go out on this particular podcast, so... For my friend, Executive Director of Christian Tech Center Ministries, Andre Class, I am Doug Bonnet. We are signing off until the next podcast. God bless each and every one of you.